Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so for us Lord tonight Father no one will leave this room the same way they came in they will be changed by your word and by your Holy Spirit Lord we don't want to be the same we want to grow up we want to develop spiritually we want to be effective and use of you Lord we thank you Lord for this building and for the team for all the servants in this house We thank you for everybody who came tonight to seek you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit works. I never told Pastor Kenny about what I'm going to preach, but his song that he chose just go along with my preaching. The song is amazing. The Holy Spirit works in two persons separately, but in the same direction. Tonight, I would like to do the teaching. Tonight, not will be the preaching, but teaching. I will read so many scriptures because it's teaching time, not preaching time. I believe that this is important subject that you need to learn. It's about the word in you, in you. I thought about the anointing in the last revival service. Today, I would like to continue the anointing, the word anointing. But the anointing in you and me. The anointing can be on and anointing can be in. But tonight I'm going to emphasize in you and me. You know that the anointing means to rub oil or to put oil on something. Oil represents the Holy Spirit. So anytime we talk about the word anointing, we talk about the presence of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about the presence of the Holy Spirit, and I hope you learn so much that you will put into practice, and this teaching will be beneficial to you. Second Corinthians chapter one verse twenty-one. Now He who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. If you are a born again Christian. God has anointed you, or God put His Spirit in you. If you are really born again Christian, First John chapter two, twenty to twenty-seven. The reason I read many scripture because I want to let you know that I'm not going to preach from my own thinking. I will follow the Bible. We just follow the scripture. But you have an anointing. Everyone say, I have an anointing. You have an anointing from the Holy One 
you know all things, but the anointing or the presence of the Holy Spirit, which you have received from Him, abides in you. Everyone say in, in me. The anointing is in me, and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, and you will abide in Him. According to these two passages of Scripture, we learn that every believer on earth, born again Christian, has the anointing in Him. You have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. There are three. Spiritual experiences with the Holy Spirit. Tonight, definitely, we may go back and forth, but tonight I'm going to emphasize the first experience of the Holy Spirit for every believer on this planet Earth. That is the experience of having the anointing in them. Romans chapter eight verse nine. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. In other words, if you're born again Christian. You're not just walking in the flesh, but you have the Spirit of God, and you can walk in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, everyone say one more time: in me. The Apostle Paul talked about the Spirit of God dwells in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God can be called the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of uh, Christ. The counselor, he has so many names. Okay, and Paul called the Spirit of God the Spirit of Christ. He is not his. If you are not a born again Christian, you don't have the Spirit in you. But if you have the Holy Spirit in you, you are a born again Christian. There are three kinds of experiences with the Holy Spirit for the believer. The Holy Spirit want to teach us something tonight. And we can learn spiritual things from the Holy Spirit, who dwell in us. He is the greatest teacher of the whole universe, and he can witness. He can bear witness with us, in with our spirit, whether the teaching is correct or the teaching is wrong. So we have the Spirit in us, who is the teacher, and he can bear witness with us. So we can learn from the Holy Spirit tonight. He's going to teach us something. In John chapter four verse fourteen, Jesus said, "But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him." Everyone say, "In a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life." Jesus talked again about being born again. That when you are born again by faith, receive Jesus Christ into your life. Water is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit will come into your life, living inside the water. That when you drink, you will never thirst again, and it will spring up into everlasting life, even on earth right now. You have an abundant life now. We're going to preach about abundant life in the camp this year. So we're going to learn in detail later on, but it will spring up inside you that water, the spirit to everlasting life. Then John chapter seven verse thirty-eight, 
Jesus said, "He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water." And then verse 39, he said that living water here, the rivers, river with S. Because there are many kinds of anointings, many kinds of manifestations of the Spirit, are the work of the Spirit inside us that flow out to touch other people. Let me read again, and I will make a conclusion. John fourteen sixteen to seventeen, and I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of Truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Everyone, point to yourself in me. The Spirit of God is in us as a born again Christians. Acts chapter one verse eight. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. A while ago, talking about in now upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria and to the end of the earth. Okay, the Spirit in you. You're born again. You become a child of God. The Bible talk about rivers that flow out of you to touch other people's life. Now, Acts chapter one verse eight, talking about the Spirit come out and come upon you and soak. And go and touch other people to witness for Christ. Matthew chapter three, verses eleven to twelve. I read a few scripture and make a conclusion. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit, and not all, and With fire, then John the Baptist continued to explain about baptism with fire. What does it mean? His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, which is the church, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. This is talking about the third spiritual experience of the believer with the Spirit of God. Luke three sixteen to seventeen mention the same thing. John answered them all, "I baptize you with water, but one more powerful than I will come. The thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn." But he will burn up, burn up the junk, burn up the drawers, burn up the wrong thing in our life, wrong concept, demonic power, curses, burn up bad attitude or bondages of sin, which unquenchable fire, which is the fire of the Holy Spirit. So after we read all this scripture, in conclusion, there are three spiritual experiences of the believer. Tonight I'm going to talk. Mainly about the first one. The first one is a spiritual experience of every born again Christian. That the Holy Spirit comes in and dwells 
inside them for eternity. The wells on the inside. This first experience happened to every believer, whether they are filled with the Holy Spirit or not, speaking in tongue or not. Whatever church, as long as they're born again, they really have relationship with Jesus Christ. They repent of their sin. They call themselves Christians. They have the Holy Spirit in them. This experience of the Holy Spirit in them or in you and me is for our own blessing. He come in to bless us. Okay, He come in to help us and bless us. But the second experience is about using us to bless others. Using us to bless others. That is the experience that Acts chapter 1 verse 8 talk about. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It's the same thing as John chapter 7 when the Bible said, when Jesus said that the rivers will flow out of you to touch other people. This spiritual experience is about the baptism with the Holy Spirit or empower with the Spirit of God. You have the power to be able to minister and to touch other people and bless other people's life. This is a second spiritual experience. Luke chapter 24, verse 49, talk about the second experience here by the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power. Everyone say power. From on high. You can see the first one is about new birth. You're born again. You have the Spirit in you. And the Holy Spirit work in you. For you. For your blessing. The second one, baptism with the Holy Spirit. And you speak in tongue. You are empowered by the Spirit of God to flow out to help other people. To bless other people. The third one, baptism with fire. Baptism with fire is for cleansing, purging the chaff, purging the doors on all impurities to prepare the church to become the beautiful bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord does not want us to only be saved or have salvation. The Lord doesn't want us to have only power to minister. The Lord wants us to live a holy life, purity, sanctification, purification, so that we can represent Christ on earth. We look like Him, not only in action, but also in lifestyle. Many times, as charismatic church, we stop only salvation and power, but we never heard about of the fire of God, or purification and living a holy life. So, in our church, we believe in all three, and we practice all three. We get people saved, and they got Holy Spirit inside them. Then we encourage people to be filled or baptized with the Holy Spirit and they speak in tongues. And we also encourage people to be touched by the fire of God, to be purified and cleansed all the junk out of them, to prepare them to meet the groom that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? How many people know that everything that we receive from God comes through faith? By His grace, but through faith. We receive salvation by His grace, but through faith. We receive healing by His grace, through faith. If you are sick and you come to me and say, I want the, to have the healing, thank God. 
We can pray for you, lay hand on you, but you need to do your homework too. You need to build your faith. You need to develop your faith to receive the healing. You receive any promise of God, baptism with the Holy Spirit, baptism with fire, anything from God by faith. Every believer has the Holy Spirit on the inside, and you need to understand that God in heaven has all the power available for every believer. We need to be educated to understand the work of the Holy Spirit. We need to be taught to understand that the Holy Spirit is working in us in certain way, and we can seek for more power. We can seek for more fire to be cleansed, and He has unlimited power to give to us. But many times we don't seek the power, we don't seek holiness because. We have never been taught, or we were wrongly taught in the past. I want to encourage all of you to build your faith, to receive the work of the Holy Spirit in you. Build your faith to receive the power of God to work for you and to work through you more and more power. I notice in this trip to Thailand, the Holy Spirit moved and touched people stronger than any of my trip in the past ten years. Oh, God moved so strong in this trip. People got touched and touched, and I know that God has graced me with more power as year go by. Now we can see more miracles and more things happen because I'm seeking and hungry for the power of God to go out and help all the people. When people ask me after I lay hand on one thousand people for two hours, I preach only forty minutes and then lay hand on two hours on one thousand people. Every head got lay hand on. The first group of people wait. Another group wait outside for an hour to stand outside like a Disneyland, and then they line up outside. After I pray, the first group went out. The second group come in. I turn around. The whole room was filled again with the second group. Two hours of laying on of hand. At the end of the laying on of hand, people come and ask me, "Are you tired?" I smile and I say, "I'm happy." I did not say I'm not tired. I say I'm happy. The reason I'm happy because I see the power of God touch people, heal people, deliver people from demonic power. So many demons come out from them. Amen. So many people get healed that I don't even know because they never talk to me. Amen. So we want to learn how to work with the Spirit on the inside of us, and we also want to have more power to be able to minister to other people. And we also want to have the fire to cleanse us to become more and more like Christ. We don't want to be charismatic minister who commits sin, commit adultery, cheating money, and all this stuff. And I have heard that some minister commit adultery, and I was so sad to hear that because you don't just depend on the power; you need to live a holy life as well. Amen. So God wants to baptize us with the Holy Spirit. And with fire to empower us and to cleanse us, and we should be a spirit-filled Christian. But God honors His word. Even the non-spirit-filled Christians who never been filled with the Holy Spirit can exercise their faith in the word. They can lay hand on the sick, even though they never been filled with the Holy Spirit. They can preach the gospel, and they can see people get saved in front of their eyes. They can heal the sick. The reason that happened because God honors His word. Even though you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, but you practice the word and believe in the word, 
He will honor His word that the miracle shall happen and things will happen when people practice the word of God. Amen. But definitely, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongue, filled with the power of God, baptized with the Holy Spirit, you can do much more than without being filled with the Holy Spirit. You can do certain amount without the baptism with the Holy Spirit. But after you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, you can do much more. And as you grow more in the anointing, in the Spirit, in the power of God, you can do even more than before. Amen? Many years ago, I could not preach in front of 1,000 people. But as I increased in the anointing, I was able to capture the ears of 1,000 people because of the anointing in my life. You can do more and more and more as you have more power. Amen? So we need to honor the Word. Tonight, I'm going to preach the Word. I pray that you will learn the Word and honor the Word. Let's look at what the Holy Spirit works in the believers first. The Holy Spirit works in the believer. Every believer, whether they are filled with the Holy Spirit or not, this is how the Holy Spirit blesses them or works in them. Romans chapter 8, verse 16, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The first ministry of the Holy Spirit in the believer, whether they are filled with the Holy Spirit or not, is to bear Witness with their spirit. You know and you know. The Spirit of God makes you know that God is real. You know and you know in your spirit, by the Spirit, that God is your Father. You know that you did not come from monkey. You know that you were created by God. He is real. And you're going to go to heaven one day. You're going to live for eternity in heaven because the Spirit of God bear witness within your heart here, within your spirit, who you are and who God is. That's why we need the ministry of the Holy Spirit to help us to be confident in our salvation. And the Holy Spirit can bear witness in other areas as well. His job is to bear witness, is to talk to our spirit. This is the right teaching. This is the wrong people that we should associate with. This is a group of people we should not get involved with. He bear witness in our heart that this is the way, this is not the way, we should back off from this, we should get involved with this. God will show us what to do, bear witness in our spirit. His job is to bear witness. Romans chapter 8 verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. If you are really born again, children of God, you have the Spirit in you. I'm talking about in, for every believer in the world. You can be led by the Spirit of God. Amen? He can lead you what to say. God leads me all the time. The Spirit of God leads me all the time during the surgery. When I perform surgery, I always put my antenna up and listen to the Spirit of God, what I need to do, what is the next step. Or even when I look at the films, x-ray, Nowadays, they don't have film anymore. We look in the computer because everything computerized now or uh, in the computer website. When we look at the picture in the website, the Holy Spirit will tell me, this is wrong, do this, do that. Send the patient to this test. I can hear the Holy Spirit. He leads me in my job. He leads me what to do during driving, 
how to spend money, where to go in the world, what do I need to preach? Holy Spirit is a leader. He leads us. Everyone say, bear witness. Number two, leading. Verse 11, Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. The Holy Spirit who gives life to Jesus' body, resurrected Him, can give life to your mortal body. You'll need to learn how to allow the Spirit of God to quicken your body, quicken your mind, quicken your cell. He is the best medicine. He quickened your body not to be sick. He quickened your body to be strong, have a sharp mind, to think, to know, to have good memory. He quickened your body, not just only when you, after you die and God resurrected your body, but He can quicken your body right now. He is the spirit of life. So He. He gives the life of God into your body. Amen? Anytime I get sick, I will pray in the name of Jesus. May the Spirit of God quicken this part of my body and this sickness have to go away. He gives life to my joints. He gives life to my back, to my brain, to my eyes. I always hook up to the Holy Spirit to give life to my body. Amen? 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14 to 15 in Amplified Bible. It's explained even more. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays, but my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. Then what am I to do? I will pray with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me. But I will also pray intelligently or with your mind, with my mind and understanding. I will sing with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me. But I will sing intelligently with my mind and understanding also. Our life is composed of three parts. Body, that one day is going to become a dust. We're going to die and turn back to the dust. But two parts will go to heaven together. Mind and spirit. A lot of Christians and a lot of people in the world just use their mind to judge, to think, to plan, but they totally forget about their spirit. The Holy Spirit lives inside our spirit. And we need to develop the spiritual life. Our spirit needs to be strong. Some of us love to go to workout club, exercise club. They love to exercise their physical body. They love to exercise their mind, which is nothing wrong. All these are nothing wrong, okay? Don't misunderstand me. But people forget to exercise their spirit, to build the spirit strong. And when you pray in English language or Mandarin language or Latino language, your mind is working, praying in your own language. You are thinking, you are understanding. You are controlled by your mind. But there is one weakness in our life. Everyone has these weaknesses. Sometimes we don't know what to pray for. 
that we ought to pray. We don't know what's going on with our mom at another city. We don't know what's going on with our kids in another town. We don't know what to pray for. Our mind is limited to understand what to pray according to the will of God. Then the Bible said, "The Spirit who dwells in us can help us." Romans chapter eight twenty six to twenty seven. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Our weaknesses are we don't know what to pray, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. It's in other words. Speaking in tongue, we pray in tongues. Now he who searches the hearts know what the might of the Spirit is, but he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So sometimes when you don't know what to pray, or you kind of hit the ceiling, you don't know what to pray for your son at home. You you feel like your regular. Mental understanding prayer for your son doesn't work anymore, or you don't have that faith to pray in the mental level. You begin to sit down and pray in tongues for your sons and your husband. You pray in tongues for your situation, and when you pray in tongues, the spirit inside you work with your spirit to pray together, even though you don't understand. It's okay. God the Father understands. This is why it's so good that every believer should be filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, so that they can use the tongue language to pray. Amen. It's in the Bible. This is not my own idea. Uh, this is all I read the Bible right now. Okay, John chapter fourteen, verses sixteen to seventeen. The Holy Spirit lead us. The Holy Spirit bear witness. The Holy Spirit quicken our life. Give us life to our mortal body. The Holy Spirit help us to pray when we don't know what we ought to pray. Verses 16 to 17, John chapter 14. And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither see Him nor knows Him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and within you. In this part of the scripture, John called the Holy Spirit Parakletos. The word "helper" in New King James Version is translated in King James Version "comforter." The Holy Spirit is Parakletos. What does it mean, Parakletos, in Greek? It means one who is called. To stand alongside, to help. God does not leave us helpless on this earth. You are not alone. You have the Helper. His name is the Holy Spirit. He has the divine personality. He is the heavenly being who is with you in you, stand alongside with you to help you. I like the Amplified Bible of verse 17. Actually, Amplified Bible brings out the sevenfold of the meaning of the word Parakletos. I read for you seven things, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Comforter, Counselor, 
helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and stand by. The Holy Spirit is your comforter. When you feel sad, He comforts you. When you don't know what to do, He comforts you. He is your counselor. You can turn to the Holy Spirit and ask Him for direction and wisdom. He is your helper. When you don't know what to do, He comes and helps you to get the job done or to serve or to help people. He is intercessor. He can intercede to you that you can pray for other people. He is your advocate. He is between Jesus and you. Help you to talk to the Father. He helps you to pray and to connect to the Father and to Jesus. He is your strengthener. He strengthens your spirit, your mind, and your body. And He is your standby. He is not going to leave you or forsake you. He is with you everywhere. Amen? Everyone say comforter. Counselor. Helper. So that is another job of the Holy Spirit who lives in every believer's life. He dwells in every believer. He is the comforter, helper, and counselor. Let's look at another job of the Holy Spirit within the life of every believer. John 15, 26. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. You remember John chapter 14, verse 17. Before that, Jesus called the Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit never testified of himself. He testified of Jesus. I noticed that since I get more of the Holy Spirit in my life, I honor Jesus more. Many years ago, when I was in a movement where we just talked about success of the church, getting more people to join the church, more people, more numbers, and we talked about ministry, ministry, and we never we invite the Holy Spirit come in. Eventually, all of my preaching, I talk about the church name, the name of my church, the name of my organization. I never talk about Jesus that much until I repented and got touched by the fire of God and the Holy Spirit came in to cleanse me and say, hey, you need to testify of Jesus. You're not here to talk about your own ministry. You honor and glorify Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit will help us to know Jesus, to fall in love with Jesus, to testify for Jesus. I noticed that this is my observation. Every life insurance salesperson bought their own life insurance through that company. When you went to a car lot that sells car, that car salesman used that kind of car. If they sell the car, for example, Chevrolet, this car salesman will use Chevrolet. Do you know why? Because before they sell something, they need to be convinced that it's good. They use it first and they show that I'm convinced I have it too. I noticed that. If you're not convinced that Jesus is good to you, you don't know him, how can you witness about Jesus? With confidence, with conviction that you need Jesus. You can witness Jesus only when you know him by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Jesus is not on earth in the flesh and blood body anymore. Jesus was resurrected in the flesh and bone body. And he shed his blood. His new body in heaven right now has no blood inside. He already shed his blood. I have all the scripture to quote to you. I don't have time. 
This is not my own idea. But when Jesus was on earth, he was in the flesh and blood body. Now he is in the flesh and bone body, and he lived at the right hand of the Father and make intercession for us for eternity. Jesus is not on earth physically anymore. Who is on earth to be with us now? Who did He send to be with us to help us? The Holy Spirit. Whenever the Holy Spirit teaches us, actually, it's Jesus is teaching us through the Holy Spirit. He testified for Jesus. Thank God, even though Jesus is not on earth anymore, but we have another person who is also Almighty, powerful, all knowledge. Our knowing, His name is the Holy Spirit, who live in us and dwell with us and abide with us forever. John chapter 16 verse 13. However, when He, the Spirit of Truth, again three times already, Jesus called the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Truth in John chapter 14, John chapter 15, John chapter 16 verse 13. He called the Spirit of Truth has come. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. What does it mean here? It means that the Spirit of God is our teacher. He will guide us into all truth. I learned one thing about being a Christian. I have been a Christian for 32 years now. The less understanding of the truth of God, the easier we will be destroyed. The Bible says God's people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. If you don't know the Bible, you don't know the word, you don't know the truth, the devil can take advantage of you. It's like I live in America, but I don't know the law of American government. Some lawyer is going to take advantage of me because I don't understand the law. The same thing if we know the truth. The more we know the truth, the more powerful we will be. The less mistake we will make, the more victorious we're going to be. The Bible says those who know the truth, they shall be set free. They will walk in freedom, have victory. Amen. The more truth you have, the more faith you have, then you can walk by faith and have victory in your life. The Holy Spirit is the one who brings the truth from heaven to reveal to you and me. He will not speak of his own thing. He will speak only what Jesus wants to speak to the church. He doesn't speak on his own authority. He will reveal and guide us, reveal to us the truth of heaven and guide us to the truth of heaven. And he will remind us when we forget the truth. Sometimes we listen to the sermon 10 years ago and we forget about that truth. And one day when the situation comes and we don't know how to handle, suddenly the Holy Spirit reminds, do you remember that day you listened to that sermon? Do it now. Practice what you learn. He reminds you or brings you to remembrance of what Jesus taught you in the past. Everyone say, the Holy Spirit is my teacher. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. Everyone say, all things. Are you open to learn? Or you just say, I just want to know a little bit. I just want to know certain subject. Are you hungry to know all things that heaven has for you? I'm hungry. I want to know everything that heaven wants me to understand and know why I'm living on this earth. He wants to 
teach me all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He can bring remembrance to you. What you learned ten years ago, five years ago. First John chapter two verse twenty. But you have an anointing, which means the presence of the Holy Spirit from the Holy One, and you know all things. What does it mean here? This is sad. Millions of Christians in the world have never been taught about this. The lesson I'm teaching right now, they have no clues. They don't understand about the work of the Holy Spirit in their life. They don't even they don't even know that they have the Holy Spirit inside them. They don't know the ministry of the Holy Spirit. They don't even connect to the Holy Spirit. They just live day by day. I live with my wife at home, and she is a good cook. She knows how to make chow yao, how to cook well. But I totally ignore her in the house. I don't want to learn anything from her how to cook, how to do things. I just totally ignore my wife in the house. And live for 30 years in my house, and don't even talk to her, listen to her, or even look into her eyes. That's what happened to many believers on earth. They don't even care about the Holy Spirit. They don't even know and recognize the Holy Spirit on the inside of them. They never ask Holy Spirit, teach me, show me, reveal to me. When I read the Bible, when I listen to the sermon, could you please show me and teach me what is right, what is wrong? I want to encourage you tonight to begin to live that kind of lifestyle. Have intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Recognize His presence. Honor Him. Hook up to Him. Let Him lead you. Let Him bear witness with your heart, with your mind, with your spirit. Listen to Him. Let Him teach you. Let Him show you all truth. He is there, here. You don't need to go anywhere. You don't need to fly to Jerusalem. You don't need to fly to certain big meetings. He is there with you 24-7. You just need to hook up, recognize, have faith. Hook up to Him by faith. Surrender. Ask Him. Fellowship with Him. And He can teach you everything. I like this scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9-10. to 10. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man. The things which God has prepared for those who love Him. Does God want us to know secret, good things for those who want you to know He loves you? He wants you to know secret. You know, when I make a will for my three children, this is the way I do. I make the will for all of my children. If I die and pass pass to go with me with the Lord, all of my children know exactly what they're going to get. I photocopy this will, scan it, and send email to all of my children. They can keep in their computer and they have paper as well. They know every property I have. They know my bank account, every bank account on earth. They know. In case something happened to me and Pastor they can go to that bank account and say, that money is ours. Amen? That's how Father who loves children want to reveal all the things and the secret of that home. Amen? So the same way, God wants to reveal the things of heaven. He prepared good things for His children. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep 
things of God. If you want to know the deep things, the secret of God that is in His heart, that other people never seen, never heard of, never enter into their heart, but you know, you have a special deal with God. You have a special connection with God, that you know the deep things of God through the Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important that you. Are filled with the Holy Spirit, walk with the Spirit, fellowship with Spirit, and have relationship with Him. Amen. First John two twenty seven, but the anointing, the presence of the Spirit, which you have received from Him, abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true. Everyone say in you. The teacher is in you, amen. He abides in you, and he wants to teach you all things. He is a spirit of truth. Everyone, part of yourself in me. God, who created the heavens and the earth, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all three created the heavens and the earth together. The Spirit who created the heavens and the earth, the well in me. Wow, are you excited? God, who created the heavens and the earth, live in me. That's why the Bible says in First John chapter four, verse four, "You are of God, little children, have overcome them, because He who is in you, everyone say in me, is greater than the one or He who is in the world." When you know and recognize that the Spirit of God is in you. You don't have to worry. You don't have to be afraid of anything on earth here. No matter how big it is. Hey, I have greater guy in me. His name is the Holy Spirit. I know him. He knows me. I hook up to him all the time. When I go to this kind of mission trip and I walk down the aisle to lay hand on thousand people, I'm not afraid of even one demon. I'm not afraid of any Satan or demonic power in that city, because I know the one who is in me is greater than them. They have to go. No if and no but. <laughs> Thai people don't understand no if and or but. It's an American slang, but I use this term many times in Thailand. When I lay hand on some woman who have demon and the demon scream and want to punch me, I say no if and or but. I know you know English. <laughs> American slang. I don't know how to say in Thai. I say no if and or but. Get out of here right now in Jesus' name. They get out. No, if and no but. Okay, I don't have to be afraid of anything that come on my way because it is bigger and greater on the inside of me. Amen. But you need to understand when you read First John chapter two verse twenty-seven, it doesn't mean that you don't need the teacher in the body of Christ. God never contradicts Himself. God say in the book of Ephesians chapter four, He anoints some to be. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teachers. So the same Spirit who teach you on the inside, He anoints somebody to be your teacher, to teach you the Word. But when you listen to the teaching of that man or that woman, the Holy Spirit will bear witness on the inside of you whether he is right or wrong. Sometimes I listen to some preacher in the internet. I have to turn it off because I know that that preacher. 
went beyond the Bible, start to give his own opinion, and start to go off. Then I say no more. The Holy Spirit witness in my heart: this teacher is not right. He just teach his own idea. He doesn't follow the Bible. If you are the teacher, if you are teaching under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, you will not go beyond the Bible. You will stay with the Bible. That's it. You don't add on. You just stick to the Bible, because First John chapter five verse seven say, "For there are three that bear witness in heaven." Listen carefully. I like this one: the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. In other words, the Father never contradicts the Word of God here. The Holy Spirit never contradicts the Father, and the Holy Spirit never contradicts the Word. They all agree, and they are one. So when you listen to the teacher in the body of Christ, and they begin to go off from the Bible, you know that that word is not from the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit never contradicts the Bible. Amen. God still anoints some to be teachers, to be pastors, to teach the body of Christ. And if the man is, or the woman is teaching under the inspiration of the Spirit, the word that comes from his mouth is from the Holy Spirit anyway, because he is anointed the person to preach and talk on his behalf with the voice of man or a woman. Amen. We need to learn from both sides. We learn from the teacher on the inside, capital T E A C H E R. And we learn from the small t, all the teachers who preach the word of God. But while you're listening to the teachers in the body of Christ, you listen to the Spirit, and follow not with your brain, but this with the Spirit. Is it right not to judge, but to discern the teaching, whether the teachings are right or wrong? This is how I live. When I listen to any teacher, I begin to. Stir up the Holy Spirit on the inside of me and listen carefully. And anything go out of the Bible, I declined it, I rejected it. For example, one preacher who is very famous in the world right now, he teach like this: No more repentance, no more ask for forgiveness of sin. I shut off right away. That teaching is wrong. That you don't have to repent anymore. You don't have to ask God for forgiveness anymore. That is out of the Bible. The Bible say you still need to repent, amen. I just finished writing a series of sermon. It's coming up soon about repentance, and I hope that you will listen to that one soon one day, amen. So stay with the Holy Spirit, amen. In First Corinthians chapter three verse sixteen, do you not know that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? First Corinthians 6:19. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not of your own? Second Corinthians 6, verse 16. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? Who is the temple of God? We. We are not in agreement with idols. For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said, "I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people." All this scripture say that 
the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. How many people want to live a victorious life? How many people want to be defeated? I don't want to be defeated. The reason many Christians in the world are defeated because they don't know that they are the temple of the Holy Spirit. They don't know that the one who is in them is greater than the one who is in the world. They don't know the ministry of the Holy Spirit, who is the helper, counselor, teacher, leader, empower you. They don't know. They have no idea. They've never been educated. So they just live like a weak person. And the devil come and slap on the right, slap on the left, hit on the head, and they just stand there. I'm just a human being. I cannot fight. They have no idea that the Spirit of God lives in the, on the inside of them. They never go by faith. Rise up in the Spirit and say, Hey, you cannot do this to me. The Holy Spirit is in me. Get out of here. And start to hook up to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit praying in tongues. Depend on the power that is inside of them. Amen? The whole sermon tonight, in conclusion, is that you have the Spirit of God who dwells on the inside of you right now. He is the living God. He is a divine being. He is your teacher. He is your counselor, comforter, helper. He bear witness with your spirit. He will help you. He will teach you. He will empower you. He can lead you and guide you and give you wisdom. He will bring all the truth to you. And He will help you to know Jesus even more and more each day. He testified of Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you from today on, every day when you wake up, you recognize, I have the Holy Spirit in me. And you begin to talk to Him. And you fellowship with Him. Depend on Him. Honor Him. Submit to Him. Yield to Him. Resist the devil and yield to the Spirit of God. Walk by the Spirit. Exercise your spirit, not just your mind. Sometimes your mind sees something, it sounds good, but the Spirit may tell you, don't get involved. Don't go that direction. You learn how to be led by the Spirit inside your spirit. Not go by just what you see, not go by just what you think and understand with your mind. Walk in the Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit lead you, hook up, build up your spirit every single day. Amen? What is the benefit of having revival service? Because all of us were not trained before we became a Christian to learn how to hook up to the Holy Spirit. And I was one of them. Before I got touched by the Holy Spirit in 1997, I have no clue how to hook up to the Holy Spirit. I may have some theory, understanding about how to hook up until I began to attend the revival service. And I come to the prayer line, and I open my heart, I close my eyes, and say, God, pour your Holy Spirit upon me. I want to hook up. I want to learn how to yield, how to hear your voice, because I was not trained. I was trained to be a doctor. I was not trained to walk in the Spirit. 
since that year 1997 every year I'm have been growing in knowing how to hook up to be filled to stir up the spirit on the inside of me to listen to him I'm growing and growing in this area in the meeting then you can prophesy because the Holy Spirit speak to you when you see thing you know what is going on you can prophesy because the Spirit speak to you to another person. Amen. The Spirit will tell you, like that man in China. The Spirit told him to ask that old man who is the father of the governor to get up and walk by the Spirit. It's simple, actually. I like simplicity. The more complicated in your brain, the more high, highly educated you are, and you try to analyze God. God, why, why, where? That's why. Lately, Christianity works more in Asian country where people just farmers, simple people. They see miracle because they don't think too much. They just hook up to the Holy Spirit and flow like eagle. They don't sit there and try to analyze. Is really, really? Oh, let me read more. Oh, really? And they just keep having doubt, arguing in their mind. That's why Holy Spirit cannot work because the Holy Spirit work with faith, with simple faith. Come to him like a children. Touch me, minister to me. I yield to you. Come to him like that. Amen. Oh, I want you to come to revival service in Thailand with me sometime. You can see thousands of people stand there, and I don't even walk by there. They already get touched because they're open to the Spirit. God just came down on them already. They learn how to hook up to the Holy Spirit in the meeting, and the more sensitive they are, the more fruitful and effective they become with God. Amen. We are learning how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit in the revival meeting like this. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I hope I teach you something that is beneficial to you tonight. I know I read a lot of scripture, but I want to be clear tonight: who is the Holy Spirit, and what is the function and ministry of the Holy Spirit inside you? Let's confess together: the Holy Spirit, the wells in me. He is greater than he who is in the world. He is my teacher. He is my guide, my leader. He bear witness with my spirit. He quicken my body. He gives life to my body. He leads me. He help me. He is my counselor. Comforter, he is my helper. I love you, Holy Spirit. From now on, I will recognize you more. I accept your presence. I will talk to you every day. I will learn how to walk with you. Help me, Lord, to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for teaching me tonight. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen, Amen, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can you draw the Holy Spirit into your heart if you're hungry enough? 
The Bible says that he is like a water you can drink. Living water you can drink is like a river on the inside of you. In fact, I don't have to lay hand. If you're hungry enough, you just open your heart and drink, and He will come upon you. The Bible says, "Always be filled with the Holy Spirit." Nothing wrong to be filled and touched with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to show you example. Ja, can you come out here? I need an usher. Ja. Archer, come here. Come next, close to me. Lift your hand up. Draw the Holy Spirit <laughs> into inside of you right now. Draw. Fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Filter, Father. Filter right now. Filter in the name of Jesus. Filter right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Pastor Brenda, come here. Pastor Brenda, draw the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Come close to me here. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hand up and draw, draw, draw. He's here. Draw the rivers, the rivers of God. Take. Thank you, Jesus. Filter, Father. Filter in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Filter. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hassan Ali, come here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Draw. Lift your hand up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Built in the name of Jesus. <laughs> In the name of Jesus, filled. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mali, Pastor Mali. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Open your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Filled right now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jackie, come here. Jackie. <laughs> Filled in the name of Jesus. Filled with water from heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Eric, come here, Eric. Filter right now, Jesus. Filter right now. 
filled, filled right now in the name of Jesus. Filled right now, filled right now in the name of Jesus. Could Mel come here? Thank you, Jesus. Draw from heaven. It's a practice. Learn how to draw. Thank you, Jesus. Filled him, Lord. <laughs> Pour out your Holy Spirit upon him. Now, filled in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Pastor T. Lee, come here. Thank you, Jesus. Come here. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lift your hand up. Draw, drink, drink, <laughs> drink, 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 drink. You receive by faith. Receive by faith. Sister Maria, come here. Drink. Fire. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Drink. <laughs> In His presence, there is fullness of joy. That's why people laugh or cry because the Spirit of God touched them. Fullness of joy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Do you want to learn how to be filled with the Holy Spirit? <laughs> drink, everybody. Close your eyes and drink. Close your eyes. Don't look at the people around you. Drink. The Spirit of God is here right now. If you are thirsty. And hungry, he shall fill you. He shall fill you. Get thirsty and hungry of the Spirit of God. Let him heal you. Let him fill you. <laughs> Don't use your mind. This is not about mental. This is not about the mental thing. Don't analyze. This is spiritual. Spiritual. Open your heart. Open your spirit and receive. Don't use your mind to receive the Holy Spirit. It's not about analysis. It's not about trying to analyze God. It's about being hungry and thirsty for the things of God. Yes. Feel the hungry Lord. Feel the hungry. Close your eyes and receive. Close your eyes and receive. Be sensitive. The Lord is here right now. The Lord is here right now. <laughs> Don't think too much. Just yield. Just drink. 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 
<laughs> Learn how to hook up. Learn how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. It's a practice. It's a learning process. It takes some time to learn, to grow in this area. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Filled. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh. Go ahead and laugh. Don't hold back. Go ahead and laugh. <laughs> If God touch you, go ahead and laugh. Don't try to push him down. Let him rise up on the inside of you like a rivers. Rivers. Yes. The Bible said that the Spirit of God is like a river, bubble up on the inside of you, give you joy, give you the joy of the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't be an observer. Be a drinker. Be a drinker. You observe other people drink. You don't get anything. You need to drink yourself. Drink, 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 drink. <laughs> Filled with the Holy Ghost. When the Lord quickens you to laugh, go ahead and laugh. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. The key is yielding. The key is flowing with Him, not to quench Him, not to fight with Him, but flowing with Him. Yes, Lord. <laughs> fire! 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 Filled right now. Fire! Filled right now. Filled right now. If God gonna make you speak in tongues, go ahead. Don't come out. Don't observe other people. Don't watch other people. It's a waste of time. It's between between you and God. Between you and God. <laughs> Fire! <laughs> More! More of the spirit. More! It's a degree of your hunger. Are you hungry? Do you want to be filled? This is not a game. This is not a religion. <laughs> the youth group come out here. The youth group. The youth come out here. Hallelujah. Come here. Fill me with your power. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Drink, drink. Open your heart. Drink it. Drink. Open your heart and receive. Open your heart and receive. Open your heart and receive. Yes, Lord. Be here with your presence. 
You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.